Can you survive a mission to space? We invite your elementary and middle school students to submit their design for a colony on the moon or Mars that can keep a crew alive, but also happy. The blend of research, engineering, architecture, math, and science, this is an epic stage three STEM challenge that only requires recycled materials to bring to life. Claire and I discuss the launch of the Space Colony Competition, plus how her planning is going for her STEM classes grades kinder through eighth. Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Natasha. From college roommates to co-founders of Vivify STEM, pull up a seat as we discuss our experiences as aerospace engineers, teachers, moms, program directors, curriculum writers, graduate students, and friends. This is the STEM Space Podcast. Hey, Claire. Hey, how's it going? Good. I see you're not in a car this time. I am not. I have Finya wrapped to me. So hopefully she won't make any noises during this podcast, but disclaimer, if there's noises, <laughs> I've got a baby right in front of the microphone. I just have to like keep moving with you because you're just like rocking back and yeah. forth. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. But maybe we found our magic window when she is napping. We'll see. Yes. So this will be my planning slash podcasting window. <laughs> well, speaking of planning. We are back to school season, and I know you are trying to plan for all the grades. Is it K through 7th this year? K, K through, through eight? 8th this so you year. You added 8th. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Every year we're adding another grade level, so it's going to get fast and furious with all of the different things we're trying to come up with and implementing them. So I am the STEM director this year. Instead of being in the classroom every day, there's another STEM teacher that was hired because it's a lot to run a full STEM program in the way that I would want to, or you would want to, right? Yeah. And being able very to, ambitious. I mean, yeah, to make it rock solid and be able to do all the stages and implement it across the whole school, you really need more than just one person. So I was grateful that our school board felt the same way and were able to keep me on as I also have a baby. So I am coming up with all the curriculum and making a curriculum map, which we just did a scope and sequence and put it on our website and on TBT. It's free just of how to use all our lessons, where to plug them in in your school year and what grade to use them in. So that's a great resource for those of you who are doing the same thing that I'm in right now of what do I teach this year and when do I teach it? We have that all laid out for you. So yeah, I'm trying to figure that out K through eighth grade at the moment. And I'm really excited about it because the nice thing about STEM, a lot of teachers have flexibility in how they build out their curriculum. There are standards for science, there's standards for math, but there's not really a unified standard or a consensus on what we should use as standards for STEM classes. And there's a lot of teachers that are now the STEM specialist teacher teaching a STEM elective or trying to integrate STEM into maybe a science classroom. So that is why I'm really excited about this pacing guide or scope and sequence because we broke it down week by week. If we were you and we were in charge of like second grade STEM, here's what we recommend doing from week one all the way to the end of the school year. So I hope it's helpful to teachers and there's a lot of flexibility in there. So some of the sessions, because we went back and forth on how much time to allow for each of the different 
activities or design challenges. And it's really going to depend. Do you see your kids once a week or three times a week? Right. So maybe what's some guidance, Claire, when they're looking at this and like figuring out how much time to spend? So I wouldn't even think of it in terms of time. I would just start off be like, okay, this is my big picture. These are the things that I want to accomplish this year and see how they fit in with maybe what the other classes or other subjects that you are teaching. And then just go kind of in that order and then see how much time it takes each one and then adjust as you go along. So it may not be week by week, you're doing a, an activity each week. You may realize that it takes you two weeks to do one, or maybe you need to adjust it in another way of um, maybe you need to um, plan out how you're going to do them in units. So maybe you rearrange them, but just to, so you have an idea of where you're going. Mm -hmm. And I recommend thinking about what your focus is for each design challenge. So maybe in the beginning, you want to focus more on the brainstorming phase, or maybe later focus more on the research behind um, whatever design they're building, or if there's a really key science concept. Some design challenges really lend themselves to thinking about and exploring the science. Like we've talked about the catapult, you know, and thinking about elastic potential energy. I actually saw a teacher commented on one of our products. She had gotten the, the space starter bundle and it has like the rover and balloon rocket and all these other space challenges. And typically teachers spend like 90 minutes on each design challenge. She's like, my kids would not stop working. Like they <laughs> wanted to keep working on these challenges. So she spent four to five hours on like catapults and each of the design challenges because they wanted to keep building and redesigning, which I think is amazing. So if you have that flexibility, considering giving more space to some design challenges when the kids get like really into it. Right. And, and the important thing is to follow your kids lead on that. So if they're really interested in a subject, definitely take more time. And that could even be a springboard for finding other ideas. And you can reach out to us and you say, hey, my kids are really into this life science thing. What other things do you have that we might be able to add into this or space, which we can always help you with space <laughs> stuff. We got you covered. So let us know. It's definitely flexible. We don't say that this is what you need to do, um, especially if you're a teacher that teaches multiple grade levels. This is where it will be super helpful because you're not repeating things every year so that you can. And it can be a little stressful because you're doing different things in different grade levels at the same time. But the kids won't get bored and you'll have a plan for every year. And the other piece that we recommend are those stage three STEM. One, it elevates your STEM program in the sense of it's more open-ended, allows for research component, and is more of a rigorous design challenge that mimics like a real world project. And it's a lot easier because it takes time and you have more time where the students are just building and researching so how is the stage three planning going for your grade levels? I'm so glad you asked because I was going to ask you, I need oh. help. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's so many options and I'm trying to figure out to be able, like you said, it's super important to be able to extend their learning and add this next level, the stage three especially in upper grades. So I am trying to figure out from fourth grade and up, what stage three STEM challenges I'm going to do. Now I know for sure that I want to do a colony competition. You better. So, so tell me what you would recommend there. 
Okay. Well, great timing because this is the first time you've actually done is going to be Mars. Yes, Mars. Okay. This year. Mm-hmm. So it's the first time that you've done the colony competition project where you're yes. like really taking it to the full stage three part, which I'm very excited about. I have been running it for, I think it was six years. It was right before COVID, like the pandemic hit. We were about to do the seventh annual Mars Colony Competition in San Antonio. Uh I had 130 kids with their projects ready to go. And then we had to sadly shut things down. But now I'm bringing it back. And over the last couple of years, we have built up this uh, group of Space Club educators. We just surpassed 400 educators across the world that are running uh, Mission to Moon and Mission to Mars, which is amazing. And we've kind of tried out different formats to have the kids share design ideas and compare projects. And that's what I think is so fun. Instead of, you know, someone in Illinois running Space Club and someone in Maryland and someone in Texas, and they don't really know other people are doing it, we've been able to bring people together and show off different projects. And we've tried out different formats. And this year, we're going to launch the Space Colony Competition. So basically, you're going to go through the moon or Mars mission. So you have all these design challenges. And then it builds up to this big capstone project, design a habitat on the moon or Mars to keep 12 crew members alive and happy. We want them to Mm. like living in your colony, right? And that's a huge key right there, because a lot of times when you think of building things, you don't also consider the human aspect of it. Exactly. So there's mental health and it's in the rubric. So the teachers are going to get a complete competition handbook that at the end has this rubric of exactly what the judges are going to be looking for. So you have expectations and you could also take this into student in your classroom and use the rubric to help you for assessment. But there's an architecture component. So thinking about scale models. So Mm. is your toilet the size of like your dining room, right? (laughs) Like kids get a little crazy when they're building with recycled materials. If you don't really actively consider the scale of Mm. everything. Um, And we actually, when I was running it, we would have the kids lay down and we would trace them and see their heights and then try to scale down. Okay, this is how tall you are now. If this is the size of you as a Lego person, like how big does the table need to be or how big does the toilet need to be? Really great math extension uh, component to it. So the idea is, and actually the we're going to have two competitions because I talked to Space Club teachers and I'm like, do you want in the fall, in the spring? And they're like, both. A lot of teachers run Space Club or STEM uh, program as a semester. So they have a different group of students each semester. So to accommodate that and make it flexible, we are opening registration now for the fall through October, and then submissions are due in November. Now the submission, you are going to physically build your model, right? And we have all the handouts and the videos and everything to like guide your students. And then they're going to create a little Google Slides presentation that's going to have a picture of their layout so we can easily see like, where's your dining room? Why did you put it there? Like it kind of walks the judges through. And then they're going to have two slides where they explain each of the zones. So Uh. remember we've talked about this before. So there's like power, right? How Mm -hmm. are you going to power your colony? Food. Do you remember any creative food ideas? Uh, Hydroponics is one that I really love because I've 
we've done several projects with hydroponics and that's where you don't have soil to grow your stuff in. you grow it in water. It's pretty fabulous that uh, students can see that you don't actually need the soil and then talk about how they use the veggie system aboard the International Space Station to do just that. Yeah. And we have a planning game that is part of this where they can actually play a game to help plan out the zone. So it's very scaffolded mm -hmm. and we have an elementary and a middle school division. So your fourth graders, if they want to do this, could be in this elementary division. Middle school is sixth, seventh and eighth. Just to make it fair, you know, have Perfect. two different groups. So, so is there a, what's the deadline for this submission? Yes. So November 30th is the submission deadline for the fall. And that gives us about two weeks. We're going to have a whole team. And this is a really unique part of this competition that I'm very excited about. Each team is going to get personalized feedback from a real engineer or scientist. Oh, so I'm wow. recruiting NASA mission control specialist. I have astrophysicist in San Antonio, like all of the career chat people we've had. Yes. They're going to come and be judges oh, and wow. they're going to look at your team, Claire. Okay. What did you guys create? So they're going to see your presentation and then there's going to be a three to five minute video that your students will upload. And that video is so important because I want to see what they built. So you could just take a cell phone and just like show a little tour of the colony and the little hydroponics area or the entertainment center. Tell me what you did. It doesn't have to be fancy production. And then the judges will watch it and then they'll send you feedback and say, well, as an astrophysicist, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I don't That's know what they're going to say. so cool. Yes. <laughs> Which I think is like a really cool way to have like a career connection and like a real role model that the kids can be like, wow, this person like saw my project and thinks it's a cool idea. What do you think of that? That is incredible. And what an opportunity for kids to see that what they're doing is actually something that people are really working on. Because we really are trying to build a colony on Mars and on the moon. And these people that are going to be judging it are probably involved in the actual process. So you get real feedback. And I'm kind of jealous, actually. These kids are getting a leg up on what I wanted to do when I was their age that they're actually getting to be kind of a part of what's really happening in at NASA. Yeah, I agree. That's the best part is this is real technologies and a real mission that we are trying to get humans back to the moon and then to Mars and big dreams of colonies and people living on Mars. And the kids are getting to like think this through and the resources we provide are based on the real things that NASA engineers and SpaceX and all these other companies are working on, which I think is so cool. Yeah, it's not sci-fi. This is real stuff. <laughs> yeah. So that's the competition. And then we're going to do it again in the spring. And those will be due May 5th. So it gives you that semester to get it done. And we're trying to make it very flexible. And then we'll have like a really fun award ceremony um, don't know yet what I want to give away. Last time I gave away telescopes. We had Sphero sponsor and gave away a whole set of Sphero robots. So just a little teaser. But I'm going to wow. keep it a surprise. Prizes. Prizes always Sweet. fun. Oh, that's amazing. I'm so excited. Okay. So should I do that for all of my grades, fourth through eighth? Well, you know what, Claire? I think this deserves a whole other podcast episode. <laughs> so Let's go for the next one because I have more ideas because I don't think all your grades should do the space colony competition. Mm -hmm. You got to keep changing the theme and the research area. So 
how would I tackle that next time? Yes. Okay. I'll process this colony competition. I'm super excited. I'm going to get started on that. And then let's continue this conversation because I know we have a lot of other things that we have not tried yet that I would love to implement. And I'm sure you have lots of ideas for me as well. Yep. Can't wait. All right. STEM space out.